I'm Becky Hennessy. This is The Path of Imperfection, Episode 22, Babies in the River. Welcome, Traveler. The Path of Imperfection is all about talking through the stuff and uncovering the what's and how's so that we can embrace ourselves and each other as human, one imperfect step at a time. This is a podcast for anybody with the courage to try. Are you even kidding me right now with this? (laughs) Y'all, I have recorded this episode now. I think this is the third time. The first time I was talking way too fast and left a ton of stuff out. And so I'm like, oh, I'll just re-record it. The second time, my background noise was so ridiculously crazy that I had to re-record it. There was no way to cut that out as far as I know how to cut stuff out. And the third time, legit, my microphone was not plugged in. So I went through about three-fourths of the episode and I finally realized, oh, my microphone's not plugged in. So I've had a lot of practice. Y'all, I had a lot of practice. So hopefully, third time's a charm. This is going to happen today, right now. That's the hope. Hello, friends. Sorry about my rant. What are friends if you can't vent to them, right? (laughs) Welcome, newcomers. We have a lot, and I think that's pretty cool and pretty awesome. If you are new, subscribe to the newsletter on BricksTherapy.com. Lots of cool stuff coming down the pipes in November and December. I'm super excited about it. It feels kind of like Christmas is coming. I have all these surprises to give you. I just can't wait to give them to you. Not yet. Not yet. Got to get through Halloween first. Not yet. But I'm excited for what's about to happen. I want you to be some of the first people to know about those things. And so if you're subscribed to my newsletter, you absolutely will be. You can also go and like my page on Facebook. It's just Becky Hennessy LCSW, or you can follow me on Instagram at Becky.Hennessy.LCSW. I won't be there for about 10 days, but that gives you plenty of time to like that page and to start following me. So let's go over and make sure recording is happening. It is. I'm thrilled. Okay. Every family, every community, or every tribe has stories that they oftentimes pass down over and over and over. And a lot of times these stories teach lessons or they have some kind of moral to them. I've told you before about my awesome dad who is really the master storyteller. If you guys have ever seen that movie Bedtime Stories with Adam Sandler, that's my dad, legit. He would tell the most amazing bedtime stories, like Three Little Pigs, or he would tell Little Red Riding Hood. There was even times where he would sing us this song that had a story within the song called Little Bunny Foo-Foo. If you go to Google and you Google that and you start listening to that and watching that and picturing a grown man with actions and all singing that to us, it'll give you an awesome laugh and will help you change your perspectives on how to treat others. An absolutely amazing story within a song. As we've talked about in podcasts before, our brains absolutely love stories. Our hearts are more open to a story's meaning versus a lecture's point because metaphor stories, they speak to our souls. So today I'm going to tell you a parable and then we're going to tie it into a couple of things. This story is about babies in a river. Now, the beauty of you knowing this story or this parable is that I can start to refer to it in future podcasts and you'll feel connected because you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Here's the disclaimer the disclaimer is, In no way, shape, or form am I promoting throwing babies into a river, 
So let the record show when you throw a baby into a river, that can be considered child abuse. I'm not promoting that whatsoever, but we are going to talk about some babies in a river. Okay, so the story goes, there was once a village. This village had a field where they would grow all of their crops for the entire village and where they'd sell some, make some money for the village. Most folks worked in this field. So one day, everybody was working in the field, doing what they do best, and all of a sudden, they hear a crying baby. They look over, and there is a baby in the river. They freak out, run over, grab the baby out of the river, make sure the baby's okay, look around, no parent is floating down the river. Okay, well, I guess we're stuck with this baby. So they give the baby to a family who'd been wanting a baby for a long time, take care of the baby, feed the baby, diaper the baby. Baby is now yours in your family. The next day, villagers are working in the field. They hear and see two babies in the river. They run over to the river, dig the babies out of the river. Oh my goodness, we've got two more babies in this river. Who could take these babies? They place the babies. Babies have different families. They start to integrate them into the community. Okay, we took care of those. Well, every single day for about a week, these babies keep coming down the river over and over and over, and they are coming in mass numbers. By the end of the week, they decide we're going to have a meeting and they start talking about all these babies. What are we going to do about these babies? They're talking about the baby's names. They're talking about the baby's different behaviors that are going on. This baby doesn't sleep in the night. This baby cries all the time. This baby doesn't eat very well. They're trying to figure out what are we going to do about this. So they form all these little committees. Okay, you're going to be the baby feeding committee. You're going to be the baby diapering committee. You guys over here are going to be the orphanage. So if babies keep coming, we have a place to put them. They're talking about what to do about these babies. And this wise couple in the back stand up hand in hand and start to leave. They say, wait, wise couple, you're the brains of this whole operation. Help us. We need for you to direct us on what to do with all these babies. And the couple says, while you guys are busy worrying about the babies, we're going to hike up to the top of the river and we're going to find out who or what is throwing these babies in the river. We're going to take care of it there. So many times we are so focused on the babies in the river the symptoms of whatever is going on. This happens in relationships, in parenting, in purpose, in visions. This happens in organizations, in communities. This happens in religious groups. So often we look at what is happening, but we're not looking at what's causing what's happening. I say we because I'm not exempt from this at all. Let me give you an example. There was a chunk of time in Jason Jr.'s life when she had crazy behaviors. She was unable to regulate her emotions. She couldn't even recognize them. Incredibly impulsive. Of course, me being the therapist mother, I started looking at all of the babies, all the behaviors that were going on, all the things that were being said and done or not being said and done. And I started to use every single tool and technique that I could possibly think of in regards to behavior modification for her. We need to deal with these babies. We need to deal with all these symptoms and all these behaviors because they were affecting us. They were affecting our family. They were affecting me. They were affecting my husband. So I'm trying to deal with all these behaviors over and over and over and nothing is sticking, which to me, I'm like, how is this a thing? How is nothing sticking? I'm a trained professional. I should be able to help her through this. Am I really not as trained as I thought I was? Maybe I've been telling all these clients garbage for the last X amount of years. Like nothing is working. In the darks of the night, I'm on my knees because that's one of the places I end up after I've tried everything else. Heaven forbid me start out that way. And I'm talking to my father. 
and I'm saying, what am I missing? What piece is not there? And sweetly, he speaks to me through what I call the spirit and reminds me of what I say to my clients straight out of the gates. Anytime I have somebody bring their kiddos to me and they say, we've got all these behaviors, these particular behaviors, the first question that I ask straight out of the gates is, how are they sleeping? How are they sleeping? Because sometimes, not every time, but sometimes a child's sleep is what's affecting their behaviors, not something else going on. And that's an easy fix. So I ask myself, being guided by the spirit and my father, how is she sleeping? I don't know how she's sleeping. So I go into her room and I start to observe and I realize, oh, she's not, right? So we go to a bunch of different doctors to figure out a bunch of different things in regards to her sleep. What it all boiled down to after a sleep study, a couple of different specialists and an ear, nose and throat doctor, she had tonsils and adenoids that needed to be removed. So we have the surgery. After the surgery, she's sleeping like a rock star and finally is able to apply all the stuff that I'd given her before because she was rested and she had a brain that could do all of those things because it was rested, right? So about nine months after that surgery, the babies start coming down the river again. And I'm thinking, what on earth? Like we've already dealt with this and addressed this and what's going on. And so I go back to how is she sleeping? Thankfully, instead of trying all that other stuff first and then going back to it, go into her room. And again, she doesn't seem like she's breathing. So I go against my better judgment, set up an appointment with the ear, nose and throat doctor. We go in and the ear, nose and throat doctor informs me that I am raising a superhuman. Yes, I am raising a child with superpowers. She is able to grow back body tissue after it has surgically been removed. This is a thing, y'all. People's adenoids and tonsils can grow back. Did you know this? I did not know this until I was telling my mom about it. And she told me that I guess it happened to my grandpa or something like that. Anyway, so we find out that Wolverine Jason Jr. has grown back her adenoids (laughs) bigger than they were before. And we had to get them surgically removed a second time. This time we had them cauterized and all kinds of things to make sure that they never, ever, ever grow back. I'm not saying that every parent who has the kid with behaviors needs to go get their tonsils and adenoids out. But what I am saying is that Jason Jr.'s behaviors were the babies. Until I found out what was throwing those babies in the river, they just kept coming and coming and coming and coming. Where in life, where in our relationships, where in organizations or at work or in school, where in your progression are you seeing babies? Are you wanting some examples of what a symptom would look like versus a cause? A symptom would be issues with finances. That's a symptom. Issues with communication or issues with intimacy. Those are not the causes. They are symptoms. Behaviors in your children, extended family issues, those are babies. Negativity, those are symptoms. Causes are different than that. What is at the heart of these things? What could be causing these things? Now, some of those causes you may be able to figure out either on your own or after talking with family and friends or after consulting with God or whoever it is that you consult with that's bigger and higher power than you are. After doing all of that, you still may not know. You may have tried to figure it out. If that's the case, go to a professional. Go to somebody else who can figure that out for you. Go to someone else who can identify maybe some causes for you. That may be a life coach. That might be a therapist. Go to someone who can maybe identify that 
with you. Let's commit. Let's commit to start looking at who or what is throwing the babies in the river in the first place. Let's get curious about causes and let's lean into the discomfort of addressing those causes so that we can feel like we're actually making progress, like we're actually making headway. Let's find the culprits or the causes and then let's figure out what to do about them, how to overcome them or at least start talking about them. And y'all, you may not be able to do this on your own. You may be like, yeah, Becky, we have figured out what babies are in the river and we've even figured out What's throwing the babies in the river? I have no clue what to do about that. That's okay. There are people who know how to do that. There are people who can connect those dots for you. You may have to reach out further than yourself, further than you and your spouse, further than you and your spouse and your kids to have people do that. There are professionals. There are medical professionals, mental health professionals. There are all kinds of folks that can help you figure out what to do about that cause so that the babies can not be thrown in the river. Enjoy your journey this next week, even if it's up the river to figure out where those babies are coming from. Big news! I have written a book, an ebook. This is uncharted territory for me, but I'm leaning into what Father has told me to do, so here we go. <laughs> this book is called Ministering Through Connection. You can get a free copy, chapter by chapter, by going to my website, And by clicking on the little pop-up that happens at the bottom middle of the page, stick with it. I'm still ironing the kinks out of that. But when it pops up and you go to enter your name, if it shifts down a little bit, stay with that pop-up. Put your information in there so that you can get chapter by chapter ministering through connection. 